Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Hi. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I screwed up. <laughs> And welcome back. We are recording now. And we're on. This is it. You've welcomed it. us. Hey, what do you guys want to talk about today? No, not like that. Don't I'll, do that I'll anymore. Talk, I'll talk like oh, that. sorry, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want you to... Fuck see. that shit. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Warren needs somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm Goldilocks over here. <laughs> <laughs> too hot, too cold. Well, it's another day, another podcast. Another day, another dollar. Well, you welcome the folks. You guys silly? You know I'm going to send it. <laughs> welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Brian. Art is on special assignment with his child. With a monkey. With a little monkey. Yep. And he will be joining us whenever he can. So stay tuned for that and other exciting that's gonna be, news and information. That's going to be really exciting. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? We're hanging in there. Yeah? I'm doing good, man. You look good. I'm feeling good. You I got my warm good. Mexican beer. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty nice. I got a yeah. nice cold anchor steam. The question is, Mexican beer, uh, warm or not at all? Which is Which is the way to go? Let's say room temperature, not really room warm. Temp. No, it's not it's, warm. It's, it's almost warm. cooler than room temperature. Yeah. I think it is, actually. Yeah. Right. Or nothing at all. Okay. But so we, what's we the know worst? The it's better. That's better warm than, say, a Budweiser. Yes. But you'd rather have, like, some dark beer. Yeah. If like you're gonna a, have I mean, if, warm, if like people in, or in the UK are listening, they're like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with warm beer? Yeah. You pansies. <laughs> Fuckers. It's refrigeration. By the way, I love me a Boddington's. Ooh, yeah, listening. I love Boddington's. It's like a uh, a pale Guinness. Mm-hmm. I like an old speckled hen. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's what they offer you if they don't have Boddington's. They go, well, we don't... It's a creamy... Yeah. 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 Muy it's good. good. It's quite good. Good. All right. Well, um, it's another Thursday edition. That's right. Shall we attempt to answer the best questions in the automotive world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian, you this is it? the cream of the crop of the question universe. That's true. That are related to cars. This is true. Um, Better than Reddit. I don't even know Reddit. I haven't read it. I haven't either. <laughs> I still don't it's understand Reddit and how you're supposed to navigate that thing. I think you, you had just, to be you born. Start on, you start on the homepage and then you scroll for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then you step away from the phone. <laughs> wow, you doing your phone? And then you pass out or something. Yeah, I don't know what the next step is. Do you think we'll all be blind from reading such small fucking text? Probably. Like, <laughs> at some point, our eyes will just blur. The Reddit world is just too big for me. Picture, picture us all as old men sitting on rocking chairs on the front uh, front stoop. Scrolling through Instagram with big old fucking <laughs> Coke bottle glasses. Uh, yeah, like, the, what, what's the picture of the old old people? You know, as well, it'll be broadcast into your Coke bottle glasses. You won't have a phone anymore. Yeah, that's true. Just, I'll just be hooked to my you'll virtual that, reality. You'll have that implant yeah. in your head, and then yeah. do I still get to rock on a rocking chair on a stoop? Yeah, that will never go. Maybe away. the old people will be the ones that still have the the handheld device. 
Yeah, That's we're true. all old school. The yeah. grasshopper or whatever the phone that yeah, they make exactly. for old people is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, a huge buttons. iPhone. It's like an iPad, right? <laughs> yeah, it has a shoulder strap and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if there was a virtual reality app that was just a rocking chair on a porch? Jesus. Probably will happen. That could happen. Um, yeah, and you'll be one of those people that goes around with a necklace with a magnifying glass on it. You just never know. <laughs> yeah. You need a good magnification. Yep. Reading street signs and whatnot. <laughs> street signs <laughs> with your magnifying glass. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, let's get right into it, shall we? Unless you want to review our Instagram posts over the last week. <laughs> what? The- I- That's too visual. Jeez. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll say this. It's super Porsche heavy. And oh, rightly, yeah. Rightly so. Let's not do that. It's not... Open that box. Sorry, Pandora's. I, take, I take awful pictures. Oh, why would you say that? Don't come on, Lane. Lane always beats himself up. He's so negative and he's very depressed these days. Mm. JPod nine nine nine. What is your favorite racetrack as a driver and as a spectator? We've already answered the driver one. I think we've all we've only. Been I have a new like one. Five tracks. I have a new one. Uh, Sonoma karting track. Mm. It was pretty nice. You did it? Awesome. Uh, Brian and I rented, a, or we used his cousin's cart, mm-hmm. and we had a, a day, like a, a day? track day, uh-huh. basically. Basically um, drove the wheels off. Yeah. Literally? Was, well, yeah. We'll talk about it later. We put it away wet. Very wet. As I say. Yeah. Brian got in an altercation. Not his fault at all, but um, sure it was. track was awesome. Really? Yeah, really And they track. have a bigger version of it, like a super track that we didn't do, but... Uh, I have done it. On because I've done some karting classes there or like oh, the right. schools. I think I've done two of them. Man, that is an intense experience. Yeah, and it's world class, and that's like probably awesome, yeah, awesome track, rad views. It's all elevated up on the hill. Yeah, it's up on that hill, huh? Super yeah. cool. Really good just instruction. Lived, lived closer, be really. I'd be yeah. That's a track. Down. Yeah, two and a half hours or something. I've I've got a new one, Altamont. Circa yeah. 2007. Oh, so good. I was talking to Ali about that the other day. Yeah. He was at their first race was the second Altamont ever as well. Oh. So they raced oh, with us. Yeah. What? Which car were they? They were in, it's like a furry Mitsubishi. Oh, the car? works. Works. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was the one that looked like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's from, he he's buddies with the works guys. Okay. He had mentioned they, something about his, speaking his of days the Sonoma Mitsubishi. Speaking guy. of the Sonoma tr- uh, car track, that car was parked up there perpetually. Oh, okay. Right up by the that's works. Oh, yeah, the because they moved there. The yeah, shop. exactly. Yeah. So and, that's the Ali was gonna is maybe gonna buy. Oh, the that. Evo six and a half from that works has right, and that right. Is, used to be owned by Ali's good friend who I, I went to Ali's work and hung out with this dude with them on. Uh, whatever last week on friday or something like that and uh he owned that mitsubishi six the evo six and a half uh tommy mackinan before the works guy and he bought it from shoot now i'm drawing a blank but a a race car driver tommy mackinan no it was uh shoot boris said so he bought it from boris said boris said is bad and boris said sold him the other mitsubishi the hair the furry one as the car it was registered as. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, off the books. But Altamont was 
super small, first of all. Yeah. It had everything going for it. It had a Dust little bowl. road course, and then you come out onto the oval, yeah. which somehow is a good idea. <laughs> and then you dive off the oval into like some S's so and back cool. around, and then... Yeah, that was, a, that was a really technical really would track. be a good word to describe it. Yes, technical. dirty would be another word. <laughs> yeah. dirty as hell. Remember how dusty that? I mean, yeah. it was like yeah. I mean, it's windy every single minute of yeah. the day of its whole existence. Yeah. It's just wind, and um, yeah. I mean, but, it's not as bad as Buttonwillow, but I've never been. Yeah, to, I've been through there. Su- it is, a, that is windy as shit. Yeah, such a cool, little, such a cool little playground though. Yeah, like imagine owning that little thing. I mean, it's a pretty small little area. Yeah, like how many acres does that take up? Not much. No. no. Yeah, like incredible. the parking lot is bigger than the track. Oh, way By bigger. Far, yeah. yeah, I'd like to see it in full, uh, like circle track mode. Just how small that is. Tracks that is like flying. what smaller than a football field, obviously, right? I would think so, but it's, it's, hard like to probably, it's probably bigger. It's not deceptive. as long, right? It's not a hundred yards. I mean, in a car, in a Porsche 944, flying around those turns, it's easy is. to get. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Get the wrong impression. It's deceptive, but uh, saw, yeah, very small. Yeah, yeah a lot of fun. As far as racetracks go, it's tiny. Yeah, that was good Good times. Uh, oh, wow, favorite place to watch a race, though? Um, Laguna doesn't get better than Laguna. Enough. There's great, great vantage points. Um, you can walk the whole track in a small amount of time. Yeah. And also go back to your home base. Yeah, but I haven't been to a lot of international tracks, so, I mean, you know. I think Sonoma's better for watching. Oh, oh okay. I think I think Laguna's night and, I mean, worlds above Whoa. Sonoma. Sonoma, dude, where you, you watch the grand scan stands and then dude, walk there's up the so many, Yeah, like, you can walk from the hill above the track, like, uh, beyond the, you know, if you drive above the uh, stands and yeah. all that, you can look down and you can see almost every turn from yeah, a single vantage point. Yeah, but that's from afar. That's like watching it on television from afar dude but like, you can i mean i'm just i'm saying i've been around that track a lot and there's yeah. like a lot of different vantage points uh and you know if you can go up in the tower you know it's like uh Look, there, you know, you can do there is a, there is a difference though like club racing days it's like empty you know yeah, like yeah. you can walk around wherever um but you know if you're up in the tower you can see just a huge swath of the track and it's comfortable and you get a rad view actually out into like the Napa Plains or whatever you yeah, call it. That's kind of like the scene from the karting track. It's good yeah, view. right. Yeah. yeah. See the weather. Uh, spa is pretty decent. You've been to Spa, right? Yeah. No big deal. Monaco looks cool, but not Hungary, great vantage points. The Hunger Ring or whatever. Hunger, Hunger Games is what it um, is. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, can't, uh, what, Montreal sucks balls. All right, all right. What? Moving on. It's like the worst. Don't you think that was the worst track ever to watch a race? Um, there dude, was just you, watching an F1 race is really difficult. You in could general, hardly right? even see the cars. Yeah, they just fly by. And they're, but the walls are taller than you. Yeah, like, well, you, you guys were ghetto ass oh, walking cheap around. Seats, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were cheap Not seats. In a suite on pit lane or whatever. Yeah. All right. Tweedleboy Fabworks, what would you 15, uh, what wheel would you 1552 eyes? It's a good, Ooh, that's a good it's question. question. I, I made a mental note to think about this when I saw question this question. We ask ourselves often. Uh, I listened to your interview, by the way. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. I didn't finish it entirely, but it was really good. Yeah, I, it was thought, fun. I thought Brad was a good guest. Brad was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I get the impression he hasn't done a lot of podcasts. Yeah, it didn't sound like either. he was tired talking about things. Yeah. Dude, I don't think he has. I've never heard an interview 
talking about their company, like the history. Yeah, it was a rad history. And it, I love the, the mix of you and Art, like being able to grill them because you knew all the VW history, Art knew all the VW history, and then Art's like a super nerd about wheels. wheels so it's like yeah. hitting a candy shop, getting to pick it, uh, Brad's brain. He was, he had fun. I mean, I think he liked, you know, yeah. enjoyed it and everything. Yeah. I've heard his uh, partner, Matt Crook, on um, Car Stories. Mm. But they didn't really talk about the company as much. It was more about Matt. Were they ever on uh, Cars? Yeah, I don't believe so. <laughs> so favorite my wheel that I just thought of quickly was uh, pre-merger AMG monoblocks, which yeah. are very square. There's a few details about them that I don't like, so that would be the perfect 1552 thing where they take them and just subtly tweak them or like make them a little mm-hmm. more aggressive yeah maybe a deeper dish um sharper lines where like the spokes meet the barrel uh-huh. um that's what i would envision so they're they're a little different from the later monoblocks um sl i think it's an sl 72 amg a very rare car look it up no thanks don't look it up <laughs> maybe 73 i forget uh-huh. all right that's my that's my pick yeah i'm gonna go with um, a replica steel wheel that's like got all the contours of like a, you know, a fifties or mid sixties Chevy. Um, and doesn't, you know, like when you look at the steel wheels, there are, that's a huge variety. And like, as you go late sixties and seventies, they have different slots and everything, but the early ones have a distinct look. I would do something like that, but wider and aluminum. So, or alloys, so you wouldn't uh, have the major weight penalty. Although I'm sure they wouldn't be light. Yeah. But major major weight penalty. As you said that, I was thinking wheel. about the Aero NASCAR style wheels. If they made a version of that. That might be cool looking, actually. That's pretty cool. Um, I think an ATS Classic yo, would be yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a great to redo wheel. and maybe make a you know fifteen sixteen inch with the wider. Which one is that? It's the F forty looking wheel. Okay, that it's what. But their tarmac is pretty close to that, right? Or is it not? Uh, I guess you could say it's kind of close. It's close, but it's yeah. not uh, the same it's style at all. Though. Like there, you know, the tarmac is no dish. The ATS definitely has a a, a lip. Right. Right. Huh. That's okay. a really great looking wheel. I so love those, those things wheels. look awesome on two thousand twos. They look awesome on almost everything. I think yeah. uh, they're on, on uh, like Porsches look good. Nine fourteens, they look really yeah, good. All that. Yeah. Um, Alphas, everything. You know, Alphas also had a wheel Volvos. that looked like that. Yeah, the Volvos, like Sean Custer. Yeah, had them on his mm-hmm. Volvo. On no, his I know Volvo when you said it. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, Another wheel I think would be cool. The fifteen fifty two eyes because the original wheel is kind of cool, but it's like not quite there. Is the cookie cutter Porsche cookie cutter wheel? Yeah. So if you took that, because it's a it's a cast wheel, like a low pressure cast wheel. Mm-hmm. They never made a forged version. Like Fuchs are all forged and like super light, you know. Like they're a motorsport wheel, and uh, the at the ATS cookie cutters were always kind of I don't know, not as they were heavier and stuff like that. But it would be really cool to take them and really have a machined like perfect center and have a little bit sharper. Edges, they're they're pretty Use that soft. Geometric shape, yeah, to the geometric manage. shape, yeah. yeah, exactly. And maybe even accentuate it a little more, right? Right. And uh, and then bigger sizes and too. do bigger sizes and do like the double step 
um, eight, yeah. eight inch wide kind of wheel yeah, with a yeah. double double step barrel and stuff. That could I think be that rad. Could be awesome. That actually could be a big seller. Yeah, I like um, the other one with steel wheels. As I was going to mention, the Dunlop the wheels. Those are rad. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Early style. Do that style. I'm sure Art would have a couple choices. How there. about the Pirelli, like the P, but instead of that, you do like 15, 52, oh, or something. Oh, that'd be sick. 52, 52, 52. Yeah. A for awesome. Oh, there you go. Um, TM Mason 10 is an E46 M3 with an SMG acceptable. They're in the same price range as an E36 with a manual, but have better looks and power. Have any of you driven one? I have not. I've driven one. I've driven several. Um, no, nope, I don't like not them acceptable at all. At all. Completely I, I, unacceptable. I haven't driven one in anger, which is when people say they're good. I haven't driven like I haven't really driven one hard. I've I only have. driven one around town. I've what about one as a track day car only? Is it faster than a manual transmission? Oh, I don't think the I don't think those are are they? I don't know if that's really the advantage of them. Um, well, typically, yeah. But this uh, is, wait, this is SMG is, paddle shift? It's not. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is you pre- can shift on the on the shifter as well down on the. But this console. is kind of pre paddle shifters being what they are today. Too, SMG two, so. which came out, I can't remember when it came out, it was much much better. Um, but still, there was a reason that E thirty sixes with a manual are the same value. Yeah. SMGs have a lot of problems. Um, they're clunky when you're not racing or driving hard. They're kind of annoying. Um, and you just lose the interaction with a car. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but what do you, why are you buying this car? What do you want to get out of it? You want this like interaction, you know, connection. And, and if the argument, you know, it's not a GT3, GT3 RS with over 500 horsepower where it's like you need all the advantage you can to like contain that thing. Right. It, it's 333 kinda, it's horsepower. It's almost so fast these days, right? Yeah, so. 333 horsepower. I mean, I just think... Uh, but a lot of the unknowns, too, like a manual transmission, it's like you have the transmission, you have synchros, you have a clutch. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of a known thing. Yeah, the the SMG is like, uh it's a scare. Like, how is the pump on those or whatever? Exactly, I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have problems. Yeah. Um, well, I, but, I'll say I support this as an experiment for a track day car. I'd be interested to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just streetcar, I, I don't think it's acceptable. I think go E36 with a manual. And the, I mean, that's basically what he's writing in here is he's and then, deciding between. And the looks better is questionable. I was just I mean, say I like the E36 that's, better. That's uh, obviously just a matter of opinion. But Yeah, uh, it is, I, I, I think it's a an awesome body style, the E46. But And the E46 is heavy. It's and like a heavy pig compared to the And I don't think E36. you'll... It, it'll be a harder car to sell down the road with SMG if that's what you are going with. So yeah, unless you really don't. Yeah, care the about e, I, I think the E36 manual is a car that will rise the good ones, and it already has been. And the E46 M3 with a auto is kind of destined to be where it is. Matthew underscore Merritt, you have to art style sell your car, sell today by tomorrow. What do you replace your project cars with? This is a very tough question. It is. I can just t- tell you what I've been looking for on BRZO, and I don't care if you guys steal all my my thunder out there and buy all the cars that I like, but uh, three cars. Uh, 1984-85 Toyota Celica hatchback, GTS. Uh, W126-280SE Mercedes-Benz. And a 740 Turbo Wagon Volvo. 
So that's what manual I manual or doesn't matter. Very hard to find manual. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. But something in an interesting So you color. would sell your E30. Well, I'm thinking about all the, get all, one all of these. My, maybe those three would replace the Vanagon, the Mighty Max, and oh shit, and my E30. Oh, you're doing a false wipe, dude. He's he his garage burned down. Yeah, I'm starting over. Yeah, I'm just having fun. Art style, man. I just like to experience the cars. You know, they live. I would love me. to see that collection. I just like to tinker. I like tinker, tinker toys. toys. Snap some snaps. Uh, Cappy snappies <laughs> and whatnots. You know. And hey, man. That's what I like about yeah, <laughs> Snippy snap. You go next, Lane, because I haven't. Mine's so mine. predictable because if the 944 went, I'd probably just, like, look for a 914. Or 928. <laughs> no, I'd go 914. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. I think I'd add a little more money to the budget. I might look for a 911. I like that too. Um, maybe uh, I still like E21s. By the way, such what, a, dude? Such a better car, the 911 over the 914, right? Yes. We got someone knocking on the door. Everybody's distracted. Jeez. Sorry, sorry for the listeners. What, right. what you're saying? 911 is better than 914. Yeah, I just think in general, just your livability. <laughs> yeah, you know. If yeah. you're going to invest in a car, yeah, 914s are fun, but it'd be like after you already had other cool cars. Mm. Um, things that pop to my mind are, you know, like if I sell the Skylark, if it burns down in a garage fire, that I don't store it in a garage, but... Uh, <laughs> in an outdoor forest fire. Yeah. forest fire. Forest fire comes along. Um, or uh, a tree falls down on it, that actually th- could 318 happen. 318 IS. Uh, yeah, maybe an E30... Uh, but I was going to say uh, E28, possibly, or uh, GC8 you hate Subaru. You hate Subaru. to say, right? <laughs> They're growing up. You hate you? them, Why dude. Why don't you tell the listeners the f- stupid ads that you send us on a daily basis? Last night, I was getting Oh, my God. It was nuts, dude. I was like, $100,000 Jaguar deal, right? It's like a well, late model. Well, wait, hold on. on. That's been on Craigslist for yeah. fucking months. Okay, yeah, but how much on. did Phil sell his for? His was a 62. His is, and his is restored Nut and bolt his restoration. His was a 62 restored cover headlight car. 225 or something. I don't know. 225 yeah. or something. Okay, so uh, this one was also restored by an open headlight car. that was it's, in the... Dude, it's a Series like shop. 3 or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe. I thought it was an earlier car. No. It's a 72. It had a nice color. Oh. Cool okay. color, yeah. But other than that, what, what other cars are you sending? I mean, so you're jumping to a new question? No. <laughs> I'm saying you're. You have it cars, in your inbox. These cars that are interest interesting to you. Yeah. That are equal value to the car that I'm you're just poking around. All right. Uh, you're embarrassed not, to say it. Don't for, say it. That's fine. Well, I don't remember all the ones I sold. It was kind Chevy of a, Blazer full I wanna, size. Let me let me just talk about these Chevy Blazers so, for a second. Yeah, go for Dude, it. Dude, so I'm just kind of thinking about you know different vehicles out there, and you know the you see the Land Cruisers going crazy. The Toyota Land Cruisers just like astronomical prices, and I've been looking at Range Rovers for uh, you know several months heavily, and uh, so I'm just like thinking in that genre. Uh, and so I look up Blazers thinking, well, that that's kind of rad, you know, like LS swap everything. It's already got the 350. Um, like maybe you could find some of those for like uh, three, five grand or something. And the square body thing is like real big on some people's Instagram accounts. And what year? Uh, what year are those? 
Are they, Dude, I don't know. So K K five blazers yeah, are actually they, they like a long like, pre small. Like yeah, it was seventy four. Was that early no, body style or something? No, even before. Well, K five blazer was like the. But they had the rounder ones. Seventy two. The rounder, right? Yeah. yeah. So and then it went want, a couple right? generations. Pre small, but the it went even to the in, into the nineties too of well, like the the square one. The square body is like eighties. Like ninety one well, is the last. Yeah, but it started in the seventies. Yeah, I think seventy nine probably. Oh, okay. Or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I think it was, it was like, like 75. 75 yeah. yeah, I think it's 75. Anyways, freaking, there's so many of them for like 30,000 bucks. Wait, what? 30, Dude, I thought was... you were going to say $2,000. No, look at Craigslist or look at BRZO. Do a search for Blazers. It is insane how expensive people are trying to sell the these. The early rounder ones or the no, square ones? the square ones. <laughs> if you find an original, original paint. Like very original looking with the, with the I think the earlier versions you know in the seventies they have the um, uh, med, more metal on the door panels uh, you know you find one of those uh, that's in decent shape dude you can ask like twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars for it I mean that's asking like that is what ads are up for which surprises the hell out of me I don't know what they actually sell for right. but I'm assuming because there's like you know, probably more than four or five uh, that uh, people are actually paying that close to that. Crazy. I, I was totally surprised. That was yeah, like yeah. three times what I was thinking they would go for. That's what our boy Kai Laud had in college. Mm. Square body one. Mm-hmm. Pretty good fuel economy. Pretty, pretty <laughs> Dude, That's what I remember. One of those uh, that did not have the super huge tires, like a four by four, you pull the roof off and you've got uh, just the, like, you know, seven inch steel wheels with the, you know, tall, skinny, like mud terrain tires. That would be so rad. You know, I saw the other day was a full size uh, OJ Bronco. With the roof taken Removal off, top. Uh-huh. and in its place was a custom fit pop top camper. Oh, dude, they made those for a little while, and that's super rare. I think I tried to take a picture of it. I, I was in traffic, and I had to go. I could, dude, it that's was, a really. I've seen. It I've, was I've rad. Looked specifically online for those pictures because <laughs> this was it's, custom. It's this really was unique. This oh, was someone was did some, this, like homemade. Yeah. There, there but was it was a, really well done. It fit yeah. perfect. Um, they had all the gaps filled between the, the camper and the yeah. body and stuff. Yeah. Um, it looked perfect. It was like a short wheelbase adventure mobile. Dude, I mean, if, you th- if you're looking at adventure mobiles and people do the rooftop tent thing, this blows doors on any rooftop yeah. tent because it's completely open to the driver's seat. I was it's thinking like a, like a two-person adventure mobile. That was so perfect. rad. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Um, I, I sent some other crazy shit over too. Oh, dude, I found you guys see that Mustang I sent over. Yeah, pretty good. So twenty two hundred bucks yeah. for like a eighty three one owner, one owner, five zero, Mustang convertible five speed. Yeah, original interior and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can't really lose dude, on that. Dude, in in the Bay Area too. You should have bought it. Put some wheels I on mean, it. It's still for sale today, I would guess. Are you the one that shared out the Radwood? Yeah. Okay. I've made very few contributions to that thread, but every once in a while I'll poke one in. Yeah, once in a while you knock it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. Porsche Hobbyist says, I took the wagon, he's referring to his Galanda wagon, in for a basic oil filter change and rotate tires before heading to LA. Dealer put eight miles on my odometer. I find that excessive. What do you think? Warren? Lane? S- super excessive. Eight miles. Yeah. Dude, there's no re. I mean, unless there's a problem and they're diagnosing something, to put eight miles on a car, that means they took it to lunch. Yeah. Or, 
after rotating it, they want they had an issue and they were trying to figure it out. I mean, if we we try not to drive cars at all if we can if we can help it because of the exposure. You don't want something to happen. Yeah, there's no need to. And um, but if we are diagnosing a problem, we have certain routes we'll go and. They're easily eight miles, like for a coolant problem or something. We drive that long. Yeah, but they but not, but for, not for an oil change and a tire. Rotation. No, they were Ferris Buellering it. Yeah, they took it to lunch. Unless they're being super thorough, he says he took it to the dealer, but dealers aren't all they're uh, chalked up to be. Exactly. Um, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have nothing to worry about? I'm First a professional. Of all, maybe Porsche <laughs> hobbyist just needs to put on some reggae. You know, let his hair down. Chill out. Like yeah, I would recommend. Uh, I would recommend Steel Pulse. Um, stepping out. That's sure. a good one. Um, off the Earth Crisis album. Yeah. Just just crank up the reggae. Get a just beer. Type it. Chill tunes into Pandora. And yeah. Just forget about that. Oh, roller skates, baby. By the way, I like that he d- either he notated the mileage or he just maybe on the work order it says in and out. But yeah, yeah I know. I've never looked at that. Yeah. Um, it's a good eye, though. Patrick Dot Ryan says, "Sorry, I didn't say hi at Lufticult, but realize I only know you by what you sound like." Also, iTunes podcast app is downloading DWA twice. Is this some sly DWA way to get more downloads? If so, nice work. Hashtag Yohole. Whoa, that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Mine's been doing that where it alerts me that an episode's ready. I know mine has too, but I don't know that it's downloading twice. It yeah. just says like. It, your episode's ready, and then it, yeah, like, yeah. three days. I know, later, like the last one, I like forgot to put the number or something, and then I added it uh, like twenty minutes after or something. But gotcha. yeah, I'm not getting them downloaded twice. Yeah. Um, he but goes. I would be say, crafty, right? When we get sponsors, if we're yeah pumping the numbers. He goes on to say, uh, "My son and I settled on an E30. Thanks to your advice, 325i models all seem broed out or overpriced. Is the 325e slash ETA engine that sucky?" Those all seem cleanest, most stock. No, you should look for a 325 ES. Um, that's a great first car for your son. I mean, it's got decent power. It's a little not super high revving. You put a chip and it yeah, raises the chip it by like 800 or something? Be, or? be a great first car and you get a great example. And, you know, they're going to start moving a little bit, especially a really nice ES. We'll, so the S we'll do means limited slip? I think or so. What? Yeah. Sports seats, all oh. that, but you just get that the e the e motor, right? Yeah, so I think that's a good way to go. If you can find a really nice e, or um, I would I would probably just look for an es. And you could always do the the i head on on the e later that's, down the road. Yeah, that's to the make trick like thing. a stroker motor. Super basically. ETA is what they call it. Yeah, so that's definitely. But then an option. You, you're gonna. Need, I, I always thought that it would be better to start with an i car for that because well, you then keep you're the not wiring starting harness. with a two point seven liter. No, I know. You buy the... Because no, I think you use the eye top end, right? Oh. So all of the top end, and I would guess the mass overflow sensor and all that, or whatever the electronics are, are go to the eye car. So if you start with that and you just buy the bottom end from the... Hmm. Um, we had a 325E for our Lemons car. It was totally fine. Was it? Actually, it drove like shit. Well, we now we got the that race. car. Oh, I had a fucking wasn't... cam sensor issue. I yeah. Mean, but... Yeah, the car was fine. I'm just yeah. saying, like, and the power is fine on those too. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's. You don't even notice. I use difference. it. I use it as a track car for like definitely several events for a little while. Yeah. So and it was totally fine. Oh wait, was so it? you're just arguing with yourself. <laughs> I just want to bring up the fact that we never that really, had an issue. We really never raced it in lemons. What? 
We did. Dude, I think it we broke. only had problems. I raced it. I never raced I it. I had a full session in that car. I think you may have been the only one. Yeah, well. Dude, I, I thought like the only time we took that thing out, it died on the lap before, on the warm-up lap. We were the first car to die yeah. in that race, yeah. and we never got it to run no, well. No, we got it to run well, and then it died again. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah, we did a bunch of stuff, and it was a uh, cam sensor, so... There you it was go. wrapped around the steering. Something was fucked steering up. Steering knuckle. Kyle JF90. Do you guys think drift car builds are cool, or is it a bit too much flash versus an old school track focus build? Don't all answer at once. The, I don't know for sure. There's a big there's a big thing with like building a drift missile these days. So I guess these if you days, have like, a, like fucking five years ago, it was a big thing. Their drift has been yeah huge oh for people building like drift missiles and stuff yeah i've just started to see it more it just with people actually building common, them but yeah that's what i'm saying yeah but um been lane just started hanging out with teenagers actually oh, that's cool so yeah. but we i mean i guess if you have like drift nights in your area and that's like what's mm-hmm. accessible to you i think that's the thing about drift is that it's such a hands-on <laughs> scene that uh, unless you're into drifting it doesn't appeal you know what i mean like I don't know. That's kind of a confusing. Way I don't. To say I it. don't aspire to drift because I've never been into it. I don't. I don't know. Really? Yeah, but that could be the yeah. same thing with like racing too, or driving on track or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Um, but the one thing out of like, my wheelhouse, I guess. It seems like a drift focused car. You're kind of building something that's it's so one purpose, and then is it going to be good if you're going out up into the can you know in the mountains or on the canyons or yeah, anything like, right or are you going to be inclined to want to drift there where you totally shouldn't be doing that right so that's that's where I was thinking too is the just single purpose where i mean if you're in Las Vegas and everything you everything's flat, yeah. Then and you, you go cheap, cheap drift, drift nights or something. Yeah, and like there's that? like yeah. huge parking lots. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, drifting's awesome. It looks like so much fun. But to build that car over anything else, like if you have one car to build, have, having the limitations of a drift car, just I mean, where we live, I mean, we live with awesome uh, mountain roads. So, like, no question, you're going to get more use out of a good, well balanced car, sports car. I like the it's, look of a more of a track looking car. Yeah, or kind of going towards that rather than the drift cars as well but that's just my style so. not quite as low not quite as tattered not quite as and tattered and like yeah. can't you know crazy camber and stuff like that it's something like, that you don't have to come to a stop every time there's a big dip in the road yeah um but dude i mean if given the opportunity i would love to drive drift cars all the time it'd be so fun to just go out and get sideways get comfortable with that have all the power wah 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 you know what i mean Warren? wah 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 nope really dude doesn't appeal to me at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's why this podcast why don't is you, good. We have a lot of different it? perspectives. What are you waiting for? Well, it's it feels where like would a big do it? waste of money. Fucking drift nights. Where? Well, yeah, where? Fucking they're not They're not close. Like Tokyo. They have, I don't know. Tokyo. Oh, you're right. I mean, come yeah, on. I should just go Actually, there is one down at like Moss Landing. Or, or, no, There's Moss kids Landing, around here that... Like, yeah, but they do my, it on the streets and no, stuff. No, they like tow their cars up to fucking Well, Sonoma has them every Wednesday. You can go. Every Wednesday. Wednesday nights. Yeah. Every single Wednesday in yep. Sonoma, they do drifting. I'm, yep. It, at least once a month. <laughs> it might be every Wednesday. No, they, yeah, they have a, they have a drift night. Yeah. I don't know if it's every week or every month. I yeah. bet you if I was someone handed me the keys to a drift car and said, go for it, it'd be super fun. But yeah, just not Dude, something sure. I'd be wanting to spend my my time, my resources. Absolutely. So 
if you build a drift car, you're going to end up nut and bolting the entire thing. That's just what you do. What, you're shaking your head. I, yeah, I just would never spend my time doing that. Well, that's that's what I'm saying right now is if I'm going to do that, right. dude, door-to-door, you know, freaking spec racing, wet yards ahead of, of drifting. Like, and this is a dumb question. So much how do fun. they judge drifting? Is it just it, like... That's what's lame about it's it. It's like figure skating? It's, it's, like, figure a sur- skating. it's like a surf contest. It's yeah. finger painting. <laughs> Vandalay Industries says, I've been wanting to visit your new sponsor, but I'm having trouble accessing without you guys spelling out the website. Please help. Heel and Tolo Apparel? We don't spell it out like Hunziker. That's what he's jabbing us about. H E E L A N D T O E A P P A R E L L? Nope. <laughs> I like how you took that on, though. Uh, visit com forward slash DWA. They're not sponsoring this week, but yeah, we'll throw it out. Yeah. Where did I go wrong? Was it apparel? I think so. Yeah. com forward slash DWA. They make nice shirts. We like them. 20% off. And they're discount nice. code. Yeah, they're nice to us. Apparel's a tough word to spell. Bad rabbit habit. Should you speak up when someone else's kid is climbing on all the cars at a Cars and Coffee? Fuck yeah. What the hell is he talking about? Raise a hand. No, dude. That's a hard one. What is a hard one? Why is that hard? Oh, why are you so violent? You're but you of all people would be like, don't climb on other people's cars, kid. Oh yeah, but you have to go at it in a certain way, I think. How would you do it? I don't know. It's a hard thing because like What if the parents aren't even around? Oh you have to be really nice. Hey, hey, uh like, you know, don't do that. You have to be very, like, calm. You yeah, know? but you should say something. You don't just yell at him. Hey, fucking kid, get off that car. You got to bring a portable garden hose. I would only spray them. my own kids. <laughs> I think you should absolutely say something for just society's sake, right? Have you ever had yeah. to do that? I've never seen an issue. No, I've never seen it. If if a little kid was getting their grubby hands all over my car, I wouldn't care. I'd, well, it's yeah. da- I'm down with that. Of course. That's not saying Go much, I realize. Forward. <laughs> Move forward. BBHE Rod, you have $30,000 to buy a car in Europe for import into California. So ideally, 67 or older, what do you buy? Hashtag too old for Radwood. Hashtag coilovers. Hashtag Lotus. Hashtag Alpha question mark. (laughs) Lane. Lane's like, hot. I don't know, 67 or older from Europe, there's like nothing why, we, don't, why, we don't really have. Why did he say 67 or older, by the way? I think it's import is easier. I don't know, but we don't really don't have any, there's nothing, like, I can't think of anything that they have that we don't have That's in old. that era. Well, my Escort Mark One, hopefully with a little built motor. Uh, Citron 2CV. That'd be the fucking nicest one (laughs) ever. Um, How about just a cool Citron period? A badass DS. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Those are hard to find around here. I mean, they're out there, but uh, we didn't get a ton of them, obviously. I get some weird, uh, like an Audi, I think it was like a 200 Fastback. Yeah. Like in the 60s? Uh-huh. What was the uh, Audi version of the Golf? The Oh, those are really cracker. cool. But that's not 67. Yeah. That's a 100, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. Those but a $30,000 really cool. one would be crazy. Yeah, you'd have three on top of each other for that money. Um, yeah, I think we're missing the... We're, we're missing the key cars because we're not familiar with that price range and what's left in Europe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, I think most... That's the whole thing, though. A lot of stuff in Europe isn't left. 
That's why everyone's buying stuff in California. Bring well, it. That's what Europe. I'm saying is what what would be a good buy yeah. from their pre sixty seven. And what did we? Yeah, what's a yeah good deal relative to here? You mean? Yeah, because Volkswagen is not even necessarily a good deal relative to here. It's just what we can't get here. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to picture. I, it's I, not like a Volkswagen bus is common there. Early buses, no, they're way more gone, here. right? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Citroen. Some f- obscure French car that is still there, out there, but we don't see much of. So Citroen DS. I'll go. I'll stick with my Audi Fastback thing. That's pre sixty pre sixty seven. Probably like sixty five or something. Oh, cool. Brian, I already answered. What'd you say? My Escort. That I've been oh. talking about forever. That's a great question. What is 1967? I, I, I don't understand that. It was a year, year. right before 68. Oh, oh, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Sure. Auto Kennel says, great show, guys. My dad and I are driving up to our group, Treffen, in Napa this weekend. We are thinking of coming over from Napa to the Canepa show with a group of hot rod early 911s. If we leave at 6 a.m., we'll get there around 8 a.m. Is that too late? Any recommendations? I already Thanks, answered Paul. the question. I know you did. I was just saying something about this show, which I never heard of, our group, Treffen. So Treffen means trip, I think, uh, basically. Um, so it's an R group rally. And it's the R group people? Yeah. Isn't that more like a lifestyle instead of like a group? Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what I've heard, Total at least. lifestyle. Cool, man. That's yeah. going to be a pretty good little meet. Uh, speaking of which, Canepa Cars and Coffee this weekend. Yep. Are we still doing a drive after? Yep. Okay. We need oh. to come up with some kind of wrap. Well, I thought we should do, since we're leaving later, because it's after Cars and Coffee, yeah. we should just go to uh, Pescadero for lunch. Let's do it. And maybe re- rehash our rally route, because we can go through through Felton. Uh, our half-day rally. Oh, yeah. You Let's do I mean? that. Yeah, I'm down. Maybe skip Swanton. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Canepa Cars and Coffee, I heard a rumor that they're going to do some display... Burn burnout drag race, dude. I know um, exactly what this is. Oh, so a Buick funny car. I end up chatting with Buick a guy. guy here. I know. Yeah, it's I, a da- some famous. Who is it? Was that when you were getting Prudhomme? Oh, Don, oh the snake Prudhomme. Whoa, he, he's actually going to be Perdome. here, and they're going to start up this uh, freaking Buick. It's the only Buick drag car ever. Like that's actually powered by a Buick, and it was raced by Don. The snake or Perdome. whatever. That Perdome. can't be right, though. Only Buick race car. Only track Well, car. what's... I mean, it, I think it is. I actually asked him, the guy Funny about car, that. maybe. Yeah, probably top fuel or something. Funny car. You're you're absolutely right. It's, it's not top the fuel. Only, the only funny car. Yeah. And it's basically... It, it just wouldn't... It doesn't make sense to build a Buick motor. Can we also so. just marvel at how perfect of a name funny car is? <laughs> That that just stuck. Like, what are you gonna call him? I don't know. It's a funny car. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Done. <laughs> Put it in the program. Um, so they're gonna do that on Scotts Valley Drive. I just heard that they were gonna start up the car. Okay. This drag race idea sounds amazing, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's a rumor. We're starting it now. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. I mean, I heard uh, Prudhomme is. You know, he's he's one to cave to peer pressure, so we just need to be there on him. <laughs> That's true. Snake, 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 snake. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to have my camera rolling for this. I'm not going to stand in front. No. I, know, I know that. He's taking out all the cars. <laughs> I'm going way back. Hey, what is he, 85, 90 now? I saw a picture or a video on YouTube of a Koenigsegg drag race. It was kind of like in the day on a street with cones, and there's people lined up along the street. Cones? Koenigsegg? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, 
And the thing gets squirrely after like second gear and goes into the crowd and like knocks oh, 10 people off into the bushes. That ain't cool. I don't know the outcome of it, but I had never seen that video before. So I'm sure listeners have seen it. Oh yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. It's fucking crazy. Anyways, don't stand too far down course. Hopefully no Mustangs are driving. <laughs> Just instant spinning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Casement. By the way, this is an awkward moment. Uh, I don't like where D- this is going. You made it awkward. Yeah. DWA Haffy, and the Skylark's not very good for rally roads. Oh, oh never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> huh. Huh. What car should Brian get for DWA? <laughs> Buick Skylark convertible. Hey, he did get tires. At least they're not 30 year old tires still. But, yeah. Um, they look fast. You'll enjoy yourself. One elbow out. Yeah. One finger on the. Wheel? Maybe you'll yep. just go all coastal. Unless I'm in a turn and then I have to throw two hands on and freaking shuffle <laughs> wanna, like crazy. I want to follow you and pressure you. <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian. <laughs> Honk and stuff. All right, where were we? Dave Casement. If I bought a non-turbo 944 for less than $10,000, how much should I expect to spend on maintenance in the first year or so? Uh, Zero to... Whatever. It all depends on condition and what's been done to it. $10,000? It it's that like one of the nicest. Oh, he's saying less than $10,000. Yeah, right. but if he's even throwing that number around. I yeah, mean, he so could he have said less than five, I mean, and that's you, reasonable. I think mean, usually if you find a car, it's had a clutch done recently, you know, somewhat within the last, you know. Timing belt? 20,000 miles and it has a timing belt and, tuna, you know, yeah. maybe you'll, Do an oil you'll spend a couple and... hundred bucks on just doing plugs and yeah. stuff like that, you know. Any um, new car, it feels to me like you just plan for a couple thousand and then you're set and then you're probably, your maintenance is not going to be much over the next few years. Yeah. Dave goes on to say, these cars have always intrigued me from a design standpoint. Hearing you guys talk about them has only made my itch for one worse. I love the show, guys. It's the best part of my commute. Rad. Which awesome. isn't, that's not saying much, right? Commute's kind of sucks. Best part of your commute. <laughs> that's like a miserable yeah. part of my day. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 944s are rad, and if you're going to spend north of seven grand on one, you're going to get a really nice one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. pick wisely. You may have zero maintenance costs. And maybe just find the exact one you want, like colors, the year, all that, and then look for that one. Yeah, really, if you have that much money. You know, exactly. Just, Use yeah. BRZO and make a road trip out of it. Burzo. Colin M. Hill. Art and Lane. What was your favorite car from Luft? 904 was our pick. And I asked Art, you guys you go to, first. to put a best in show. Yeah, we didn't do you it. You do it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear it. I don't have a best in show. Come on. I really had to have thought of this. Lame. I have thought of it. So what's your answer? I don't have an answer. Then give us three. Like the Kanepa 959 was really cool. It was done, that green one. The green one. Okay. The color change. Yeah. Dude, what about the car that's on the t-shirt? Like the crazy-ass 935. Oh. The, the t-shirt, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, that curly. 935. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. My, we're going to Germany. My, my family is going to Germany later this year, and trying to hit up some car museums and I'm going to skip Porsche because we have fucking Porsche museum. Basically every other weekend, it seems like there's some Porsche show or insane cars. All of the Porsche museum is supposed to be really good. Yeah. That seems like a, the wrong If I have to choose between like BMW, Mercedes or Porsche, it's, I see the best at Canepa and, and Laguna Seca. It's hard to argue. Throttle by cable. Uh, do you think, hold on, hold on. Do you think ours has the best in show? 
Probably and not. How about give us this? Is there an undercover, you know, you wouldn't be able to call it best in show, but something you were, like, pretty stoked to see, like, some special 914? We'll, we'll or, get into it know. on the Sunday edition, but... I guess. Yeah, is there something that really tickled my fancy? No. He's too... Yeah, what happened to your fancy? His well, fancy's you were dead. To go? Dude, I think we we see stuff all... Like like you said, where... You were not impressed. You know, we go to Kanapa, I go to Rensselaer Union, we go to all these things. I kind of see all these cars, you know, like... um, Some of the cars that would have been my best in show, like 904, is like I've seen... I don't, you know, all these, like the Kanapa, the 917 from Kanapa, it's like awesome. You know, you're like, oh, like the Rally 959. That car is amazing. It's so cool. Seen it. But I've seen it before, you know? So. I know. Too spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're talking to a guy that's numb. Yeah. It's overload. But, but. That's a, that's probably a normal reaction. There was some super, like, uh, crazy Greg's, uh, 356 is there. That thing's always super cool to see. And he drove it down there, you know? Picked up a hood for the, well, we'll talk about later, but okay. you know, stuff like I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Throttle by cable, BMW E21. Why no love? I see many 2002s and E30s, but no 21s. Why? Well, I can tell you a few reasons. First, it's not reactors, it's not quite as cool, vintagey as a 2002, and it's not as fun to drive, solid feeling as an E30. And as a four cylinder rather than a six. Four cylinder and than six. it gained weight over the 2002, but it has less power than an E30. It's in that weird little spot. Huge and, impact bumpers. Um, kind of, they were kind of known for the build quality wasn't as good. Build quality went down, suppose, you know, in those, on those years. And yeah, impact bumpers kind of looked really bad on those. Yep. What else? Uh, thermal reactor? Did that have a, I don't, a collector? Maybe the early ones, like 77, 78 kind of thing, but probably not after, you know, same with you, you yeah. know, like not after 80 or whatever. And then the, since they're not as loved, the support for them is weaker. So not as many upgrades, parts, kits, all that stuff for it. Um, rust was a big problem with those. They fixed that on the E30. Yeah, they weren't galvanized. Yep. Um, they, I don't know. I, don't quote me on that, but I just know that many of them have rust issues when I see them okay. online. And E30s is very uncommon. Were they all injected motors? I believe they're, so. Yeah, they're all injected. Yeah. I wonder if it's also a weird range of years where you're like smog laws. Totally. But it's not, you know, like yeah. E30 is kind of like past all that stuff. Like you just accept it. Yeah. I mean, weren't they, they were down on power from like a 2002 TII, right? I think so. And they were heavier. Yeah. So it was kind of, and you could get a six, but it was well, that's Europe, pretty rare. Not, yeah. But you see the them at the three, two, three or something. Yeah, yep. you couldn't get those here. No, but they're they're available now. Well, and they're oh. all rusted. All the three, two, threes you see are just yeah. I mean, unless they're you know you're paying real money. And I think if you want to get one, if you're into E twenty ones, you get a three twenty is. And um, I just drove one. That same silver one that was at my shop came. It was bought, and then they brought it back for service. So we did some stuff to it. They're kind of known for tricky handling. Yeah, they have a weird uh, front suspension setup where the control arms, um, there aren't sway bar end links. The the sway bar actually goes through the control arm with a bushing at the end of it, and um, it's kind of funky. I do like the way they look, though. They're really sharky and stuff. I Uh, like the interior. It's it's that kind of blend of a 2002. It's got the same door handles. But a little more modern. A little more modern. Yeah. 
But, they look uh, cool as a race car too. They do. Yeah, you get like a nice air dam. Get yeah. rid of those bumpers. They look spoiler. Really like that's what I was saying. An with IS, Euro bumpers, they look sweet. IS with Euro bumpers, you're you're doing something. All right, Sean P. Grimes. Uh, don't have to answer if you've already been asked, but what's the nicest looking car ever, with the worst performance, and vice versa? That's a good question. Lamborghini Countach. Worst performance. Good performance. Is it? I mean. Sure. Fast. Yeah, they're fast. They have a V12 and it sounds oh, good. I always picture that you couldn't drive them around corners very well. Oh, I don't know. They don't have a great racing history, right? So well, maybe they never raced. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that maybe they're right, reason... balling here? You guys go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, best looking, worst performing. Best looking, worst. How about like a DeLorean? Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, kind of cool. You know, Jajaro. Shit motor. Yeah, just off the motor, slow. Automatic. Yep. Well, they made a manual. Did they? Yeah. Uh, um, that's a good answer. I like that. Um, and then what about... Slow or fast but awful looking? Yeah. It's a tough question. Any Corvette is what you're going to say? I was going to say C1 Corvette for the first question the best looking looks good but lousy performance yeah ah, that's a good one but I the thought, early ones were decent i mean it's tough, you know i thought more about answer. brian's uh this or that question with the c1 versus the miata and the answer i came up with later was that the c1 is good at everything in what your general driving except canyon carving and the miata is kind of a penalty box unless you're canyon carving that makes sense. Yeah, but is it really much like is which one? I bet the Miata is like more comfortable to be in. No way. I yeah. mean, just a general like cruiser, going to the store and stuff, and cruising. To, I mean, yeah, there's the a lot of aspects to comfort, but the I would agree with Lane. And it buzzes, I, and yeah, your Corvette's tiny, and it's rough, awkward, and awkward, oh, our yeah. awkward driving position with the I steering know, wheel in your you lap. Get, and stuff. To, I, I just think. Every you it'd be a sense of occasion I mean, for but, everything, but it's a sense of occasion. But you're that's saying sense of occasion triumphs all. But but the, the, I, I'm saying yeah, that's it's, what I'm, I'm saying. But you're you're like making up that it's like more comfortable <laughs> and uh, those interiors are nothing like nothing nice. It's two seats and a shifter. Yeah, it's way more uncomfortable yeah. than a Miata. No, yeah, and a track be. purpose purpose built Miata. Are you crazy? It has to be, dude. dude. I, I, I will show you pictures of the interior of this I've, car. Have you driven one? I, I haven't one, driven no, one. But I've driven Miatas, and they're cramped to... I mean, everything's harsh. Brakes are going to be squeaking. You're crashing over bumps. Well, you, it doesn't have to be. I mean... that The one I'm saying that he showed, that's the, that's the difference, is that you're giving up all else when you could be in, like, a cruiser... Sense of occasion, but that's a. I mean, comfortable the, cruiser. Yeah, you're giving a I'm lot saying. of. You're giving a lot of credit for sense right, of occasion, listeners. Like if you, you ever, anyone in... who has experience with C1 Corvettes and they're the most uncomfortable car of all time, apparently compared oh, to a no race, a race focused Miata. Jeez, race focused. It's like a <laughs> Canyon Carver Miata, dude. It was lowered on. It was lowered <laughs> on wide wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was lowered on what? Whatever. Yeah. Most uncomfortable car ever. Yeah. Dude, you guys are crazy. I, I really want to show you. I, I mean, I, I took pictures of the interior of this car, but I, I don't think that's going to do it justice. Like, you know, looking at the interior where it's like 
I don't know, like, you know, it's the fiberglass and then melding into the way it all tunnels in. It, it all doesn't seem like it's very comfortable at all. And just the seating position and the, the how big the steering wheel and how flat it is, you know, straight up. No place for your elbows. Okay. I know that, like, I've driven a, like, a Boss 302 is one of the most uncomfortable cars I've ever driven. Like a 1970 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would gladly drive a Miata over that as far as, like, how comfortable you are in the cabin. You know? No, I don't. All right. Well, Alex Stadel says, who is still more true to form? I like this question. It's actually hard to answer. BMW M cars, Mercedes-Benz AMG cars, or Audi S series cars? AMG. True to form? Yeah. Because AMG is, like, when they start, they were big muscle cars essentially mm-hmm. it was taking a regular mercedes like not even the smallest mercedes but like a mid-sized mercedes or whatever yeah stuffing the biggest engine they could in it and just like being a muscle car basically and that's still what the amgs are yeah that's true they put a big old v8 in a in a, a sedan essentially they were never manual transmission lightweight no. cars that were performance. Was, no, they're exactly what they always were. Hammers. And BMWs used to be, you know, they were these lightweight little touring sedans, you know, like BMW 2002s, plus, or M, I guess you would say, started with the E30. Um, but that was a lightweight car with a four-cylinder engine, and the E28 was a, a you know, a compact sedan, with a high revving inline six, and now they're all like big bruisers with you know 500 horsepower and two badges and, slapped on every model. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about the S line, and then Audi S, it's like it's fairly new, so I wouldn't say there's much to like the like you could say Quattro if you know if and I would say they've you know they've just kind of followed suit with the other two companies, but um, I think Mercedes kind of kept. Yeah, I agree with the same lines. I agree with Wayne. Started. Hmm. I think it's a good question. Or a good answer and good question. Um, Ross A15, did Art intentionally put the ZHP shift knob mention in the main paragraph of the BAT auction? Or someone at BAT listen to the podcast and slip it in? That's a good question. I'll, Art had to have done that. Really? Well, he didn't write it, though. But He, he, he didn't? Did. I thought he kind of did. No, no, they write, they write it for you. Oh, wow. But I'm sure he listed that as modifications and kind of yeah. probably wrote it out a little bit. Like, you know, gave them a synopsis of it. I definitely got a chuckle when that... Because <laughs> that was like right in the beginning too, right? Well, do you know the, the work order that I wrote for him when we did work on that car is the last line? The problems? <laughs> Incorrect shift note. <laughs> yeah, so great. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, to have something to do with that. Uh, for... That's pretty funny, actually, for the new owner to have that in the records. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 400 Eastport says, did you guys notice Vasek Polak Jr. in uh, period correct when you were talking to Brad? His stories were pretty incredible. Dude, I didn't see him in there. Uh, would you know what Vasek Polak no, Jr. looks like? I wouldn't. I was talking to Brad. Yeah. I didn't see anyone in there. We were just, like, focused on our conversation. He'd probably been around a lot of cool cars. Yeah. Otto Kennel goes on to say, uh, saw you recording podcasts at Luftkult. I was the lurker by the loading dock eavesdropping. I know this is tough, but if you had to pick your two favorite cars from the event, 
you could take home and keep and use. No resale value, of course. Which would you pick? I can't even pick one car. <laughs> but this is like, what would you want to just take home and use? Even car you've seen before. You know what I mean? A Jeff Swartz 914. Oh, okay. The orange one. It's a six, right? Yeah, 914.6. GT flares. like mm-hmm. All the decals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Super cool with mall, mall wheels. And that thing's uh, raced in period, wasn't yeah. it? He, I think it was his first Porsche, and he got it when he was in high school or something. How did he end up keeping all these goddamn cars? So awesome. He has amazing. When we were, well, I guess we'll say, but when we were leaving left, he was in the 906 in front of us. Yeah. Just getting onto the highway. I saw the pictures. He drives that thing all the time. Ripping. It's so awesome, dude. Uh, and then to use, I mean, 904 would be pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so did you guys record another podcast? I did one. Art was like, Art had like a gnarly migraine and stuff. So he was like all, he was all like. Porsche overload. Uh, But I recorded one with Patrick Stevenson and uh, Manuel Carrillo, the third. For yeah. Motor Affair. We did, boys. So we, we did a Motor um, Affair podcast. And there was a bunch of people coming up to it, like, kind of hanging so out where next were to you? us, like, listening. We were at the, like, at one corner of the show on this, like, loading dock, and just you, sitting against the wall recording it. And did you have a mixing board and stuff? No, I just had the Tascam with the mics plugged into it. It worked uh, really well. Nice. Our, our Tascam? Yeah, and that's what I use with Brad, too. And it sounded really How much good. did you charge them to podcast with them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rental fee. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but there was a bunch of people like kind of creeping around and one dude like, like yelled DWA. And like, yeah. <laughs> That's rad. I'm going to pick a 959 rally car. There you go. I wasn't there, but I think that'd be a fun daily. Fuck yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Find a lot of events to get into. Yeah. Too. Uh, Coastal Range Rally. Maybe. Dude, there, yeah, there were uh, some 993 GT2s or something. Uh-huh. Oh man. See, how rad would that be as a DD? Yeah, the RSs and stuff. Uh, Kai Laud, these are late edition questions. Uh, what's your most and least favorite method of getting into reverse? I like this question, but I don't... Push down and to the left, then up. That's Lift like a sprung Volkswagen. sleeve thingy, then left <laughs> like the Fiesta ST. Push hard to the right and down like an old Jeep. Column shift in straight up from first. In between the first and second with your left foot. Two wheels no good. Oh. No reverse and one forward speed jet ski. Hashtag lane <laughs> lane hate. Uh, it's a good question. I think I like the uh, to the left and up. I like that. That's natural. That's what my BMW is. What do you think about the springiness? Like where you gotta like no, I don't like, like I don't like gotta push it a little like bit more. BMWs, you have to go past that. Like I like that, that but I don't like pulling up anything or pushing having to pop the my Volkswagen down. you have to go down same with my my Vanagon's down pop it down and then and Subarus and the fo- you have to pull that collar up yeah I drive down. a lot That's of annoying. cars and I have to go back and forth between them and I, I wish it was standardized because it is uh-huh. a little annoying I'm, I can't think of the 944s actually it is an accomplishment though when you can figure it out really quickly like okay there's this little sleeve or lever you have to slide oh, yeah. up to make it work and um there's been certain cars though where I've driven it and there's no diagram and you're kind of kind of feeling it out and then you let the clutch out and you're like, Oh, I'm in sixth. Like that's not it. You know what? I yeah. don't like six speeds with it down and to the right. Because I feel over. like you go into sixth and you're kinda like yeah. scared of go- going into it, maybe. Like my Acura was like that. But 
my Porsche is down to the right, but it's a five speed. So you kind of never have that fear. Mm-hmm. And then the Volkswagen is up and to the left and you never really have the fear of going into reverse. Either. Yeah. I think up into the left, you eliminates that slip into uh-huh. reverse, right? That's, I think that's a big reason why that is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of down with that. I definitely appreciate when there's <laughs> some sort of feedback that tells you when you're going into reverse, like Kunk. it's a little harder because uh, my BMWs like I, that. I, yeah, BMWs you have cars. to go past that, yeah. and the 944 too. You have and to you go feel past a little more pressure, area. yeah. Because I, I feel like I've been in cars where it's like first or reverse. I'm it's not really same. sure, and yeah, it's exactly. like you're just waiting to see which way the car moves. <laughs> I remember like my 914 and the 928. They were dogleg transmissions. Yeah. So it was like first down left, uh, reverse is straight up. But it's spring loaded, so if you just go straight up, it'll push it into second gear. It'll like, right. you know, it'll move it. It'll yeah, guide it over. Exactly. Yeah, dogleg first to second's funny. Yeah. Um, kind of a bad design, right? Warren, did you say that you did drive an F forty? No. You just got to ride I, in I it. I shifted in it a lot. So, so where is that sitting still? Dogleg's supposed to be for like a race car because you're always second and third. Yeah, dogleg's F forty is a dogleg. Yeah. Which once you get used to it, it's no big deal. Because you're only in first fucking in pit road. That's right, bro. Uh, last question. Leaf Otis. Hey, guys. I'm a Washington native planning on a driving Highway 1 down to L.A. I just checked the road, and it looks like it's going to be closed during my trip. Can you guys suggest a different route heading south with plenty of twisties? <laughs> Thanks in advance. <laughs> well, then. Take yeah. the 805 to the 405. <laughs> Get off Sepulveda. The Sepulveda. La Cienega. La Cienega. <laughs> um, Topeka. Well, Lee Fotis, you're in luck. We, uh, we planned a little drive with some friends called the Coastal Range Rally. And uh, there are plenty of routes between. I'm, I'm guessing he's talking about Big Sur Highway One. Yeah, I mean that's the section that's closed. Yeah, yeah I don't know if any north of like in Oregon or something. Okay. He's talking about that, but um, yeah. So if you're coming down, come through Santa Cruz, holler at Driving Well Awesome, go check out Canepa, cruise through uh, West Westcliff, see the sights. But then after that. Head down to Carmel, go inland from Carmel on some windy roads, keep heading east through more windy roads, head south on windy roads, and you'll be having a good time. That's so we can, and tell them, you can take 33 to... Aim, aim for Ventura uh, through all the back roads. Yep. I think that'd be the way to go. I wonder when Highway 1's going to open, by the way. It's supposed to be like a... Two years? Is no. A year and a half or something Really? Like it's already been... I mean, dude, that months. bridge is... Collapse, right? Yeah. I, what yeah. I don't understand, or it's not though, collapsed. It's, it's just buckled. Yeah, it's all cracked and stuff. They basically they, they had to demolish it. Yeah. basically, super buckled. But what about uh, Nassimiano Ferguson? Yeah, that's open. I don't understand. Is it open? Yeah. So I'll tell you this: Christine and I had uh, uh, reservations for camping down there, Kirk Creek, um, and they canceled them for us. And I was like looking it up. I was like, dude, Nassimiano Ferguson looks like it's open, but yeah. they were considering the entire area closed. I'm sure they don't want oh, a ton of traffic on that road. People and campers and, like, they don't want people getting the wrong idea, I'm sure. Yeah. Just chopping Yeah, that's it off. weird, because, yeah, you can just take Nassimiano Ferguson, or you can go through all the, the towns down there. And then you take the three over to no, well, it was it was closed in, like, three different spots, so uh, to get to our particular campground, it looked to me like we could have taken Nassi Ferg and you like Nazi that? Ferg. Nazi Ferg. Uh, <laughs> and then gotten back out. But if you were trying to go through, that wouldn't to work. To the south? 
There's no bridges down there or anything. No, but there were mud uh, at the time. Oh. There were mudslides. Oh, it was a long. It was a while ago. Uh, yeah, it was a month or two ago. Well, I think that's a podcast. Maybe next time we'll have uh, Art on the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Does Art like joining us? Uh, he's done, dude. That's it. Tired. Still has that headache. Tired. Oh. Well, maybe there'll be some Project Car updates. Uh, for those listening uh, locally, we'll see you at Canepa on Saturday. And, you know. How are we going to do this drive after? We're going to meet and drive. Yeah, should we print What's out? What's the timing? Should we print out um, just like a... I could print up the same directions from we'll the last it. one. Yeah. I don't want it to be that organized. We'll talk. Well, but it's better because people got lost on the last one. Bunch you weren't on it. Oh, because I didn't organize it? People got lost? Well, because no one organized anything. We just took off randomly, and yeah. people were all like, <laughs> people were all over the place. All a flutter? should really just like email a link, and people can forward it to each other. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, Radwood, June 3rd, Brisbane Marina. Register at Radwood.org. Radwood. Yep. See ya. Good. H E E L A N D T O E A P P A R E L L? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you took that on, though. <laughs>